21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskarik. Travel, learning, photography and architecture, of course. You did your research, wow. I did, a lot of things going on in your life. I think that, um, especially in architecture, like in what I do, I think they're um, all the disciplines at the end of the day, they all come together and they tie in very well together. There is a part to being an entrepreneur that also involves taking care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, then um, how are you supposed to captain the ship, right? If you are not the best version of yourself, then you are not setting yourself up well to basically take care of the entire company. And um, yeah, it's it's being a leader, basically. And I, I think people tend to forget that, like they work and they work and they work all the time, but then they think that um, the like every other need is more important than theirs but ultimately uh, like it, it's just that that's just a like a plan to fail in my opinion because you are if you are not equipped to lead that is when I think the your company will suffer the most like I feel like as an entrepreneur like I think that um you are ultimately more than anything, you're a captain of a ship. So you are always um, trusted for direction and you're also trusted for your vision. And so the moment you lose sight of that is the moment everybody else is lost. The, the ship is not able to move without you. And so you have to do everything in your power to make sure that that vision is still really clear and that spirit is still in you. As a captain of the ship, you don't want a captain that is like not sure that they want to be on the ship. They're not sure where they're going. They're not passionate about the journey. Like you need somebody who like always knows. Well, not always there. I mean, there are always exceptions, but most of the time they know where they're headed and because people are trusting you for that and everybody's confidence lies on your confidence. As a captain of the ship, what's your feedback mechanism or corrective mechanism? Um, I am very, like, I'm very, the way that I run the company is very non-hierarchical. And so um, I kind of just allow everybody to speak their minds. But I'm also very honest. I'm very radically honest with everybody that I work with. Um, I think that I'm, and I and I have the same treatment to myself. Where I feel like um, over here, we're not in a place like we we all want the same goal. So we're trying to work towards the same thing, and we need to remember that. And with that in mind, I think we need to be very honest about our strengths and our weaknesses. So. I'm very, very comfortable with people pointing out my weaknesses. And, um, and I know 
as well very much what my weaknesses are and um, as much as I try to work on them, I know that there will be always be other people who can play that role better than me. So it's not like I think that I'm the best at everything. I already know that there are some things that should be done by somebody else. And so we're very honest and we always allow open communication. But we also ask that of like our employees where it's like, um, know your strengths and know your weaknesses. And um, sometimes you need to put aside your feelings for the better of the entire company. And so, um, you know, when you don't get hurt and then you get upset and stuff like that, it's not because it's anything personal. It's really because there is an idea that's better for everybody else. Can you jump into a concrete situation where you had uh, maybe some misunderstanding and how you solve it? Um, for example, like with me, I am um, I I tend to I, I always have this idea, but I also tend to take really long to say that something is complete because I really like to I like to like nitpick every single detail. So um, during the stages where we are trying to complete a project, I can't come in and I can't criticize every single thing. I used to do that in the past and it's very non-productive for everybody because at the end of the day, um, the, the job needs to be completed, right? And you can keep going with architecture, with design, you can keep going and going and going and never stop because like you can keep designing. But at a certain point, you have to really say, okay, it's done. It's complete. The design is complete. And so there are times when maybe I would like demoralize everybody because like I would um, like we are already towards the end of the deadline and I would come in and I would criticize every single thing. I would say it's still not right. It's still not perfect. But I've also learned that like um, that's not that's not right, obviously. And so. Um, lucky for me, I have a partner in um, uh, who is able to tell me these things too. And so he is kind of like my direct opposite. So we're very complimentary. And so he he's actually the one that's telling me that, you know, you're not needed here. And that's something that sometimes is quite um, offensive. And like people tend to take that personally, like to say that you're not needed here, like your skills are not valuable to us at this moment. But it is the truth. And so I have to understand that I am needed in so many other areas, but like in this stage of, in the development of the project, I'm not needed and that's fine. You have one very interesting expression, thoughtful design. Yeah. What does it mean? I think um, more than anything, like thoughtful design for me is just thoughtfulness is kind of the way that I live my life. So in everything that I do and in everything that even I do in work, I do as a person, like I would hope that everything is very thoughtfully done. Like to me, um, thoughtful design means that you are intentional, you're purposeful about your design. And so you actually leave the space better than what it was before. You added into it. And you are not um, like you're really like not 
doing something for any other purpose than the the job itself than to do it like to, the, what you actually believe that you're bringing to the table does that make sense absolutely Amanda, maybe if you can share some of your most rewarding uh, uh, experiences, not just as a leader, but also as an architectural designer. Yeah, so um, we worked on this house and um, it's a mid-century modern house. And so um, we, we basically developed the house, we designed and we built and we sold the house. And when we saw the house, we saw so much potential, but it was the kind of thing that the people that we were fighting with to win to win the bid for this house were developers that were that saw the land. So the land is like on top of like a hill and it has a really good view. It's like a really beautiful plot of land. But the house itself is already not taken care of, right? Somebody neglected it. But we kind of saw it for what it was and what it can be. And so um, like we fought with these developers who were putting down prices that were to them basically, they just wanted to make money. So they, they would have torn down this house. They would have torn it down, they would have built a new thing and they would have sold it for a lot of money. But like for, for us, when we finally got the house, um, Eventually, we got it because the there were all these things that were wrong with the foundation. And so it became kind of like a preservation project. So a lot of like people got really scared by it. They were like, okay, this is too much. Like um, it's on a hillside. Um, it's just too much time and money for us. They basically chased away all the developers. And so when when we saw we were ready for this job because we felt like it was worth it. And so um, we kind of took this house and we saw what we could preserve, like what we really wanted to preserve. And there were so many things, so many things that was great about that design that we wanted to preserve. At the same time, we also added on to it what we felt like we could bring to the table. So what we have in our current time right now, that the people building that house then didn't have those resources. And so we we're basically like trying to make it better in that sense but we're also honoring the past and um making space for the future and so it's very thoughtfully done in that way like we are very like it doesn't seem like it but we're very calculated about what we do and so even down to little design decisions like there was this really beautiful like wall of wood but it was painted on, like somebody painted it on, like the previous owner painted everything white. And we we talked to our workers and we we're like, we want to sand this down. They're like, it's going to take so much time and so much resources to sand this down. Like, why don't we just paint over or replace it or put another wood? We're like, no, we want to sand this down. This is like really beautiful. Like you can see like glimpses of it. And they didn't understand it at first but they obviously respect us and they've worked with us for so long. So they sanded everything down, took much longer time than they would if they were to just paint it over. And true, like it was really beautiful. Like what was there was a really beautiful piece of wood that like can, that is now like, like 
and then we pol- we polished the wood and then we sealed it we made it nice and now it's going to grow right it's going to grow into the future together with the next person so it's like um it's decisions like that that we made that were very thoughtful and the end product became something that was very unique because think about it like if you just had an empty space it would just let's say i tore down this house it would just be your ideas right like whatever it is like your ideas and etc cetera, etc cetera. but if you have like a mixture of so many different ideas that's so special that's so unique you get such a unique identity building upon each other's ideas like that did you learn to love yourself in the process of course like i i would i would like to believe that um even like as as i'm like doing all these projects right like it's like like i'm my own entity and like these projects are like kind of like they're a representation of like my physical mental like spiritual emotional states all the time like i bring that to the table all the time and so of course like to begin with i need to be in like a good in a good state i can't like in like a proper state working state and then i take on this project and then i'm evolving right like these like i'm learning new things like every single day there's a dialogue between so we're a design and build firm so i'm like at heart i am a designer right at heart like i'm more an idealist than i'm a pragmatist i think that would be the fundamental difference like stereotypically the fundamental difference between a builder and an and a designer and a contractor and an architect is someone who's pragmatic versus someone who's idealistic and so at heart i am very idealistic but then i also have built a lot of things i know i have appreciated the ins and outs of construction to be able to want to find a happy medium between that And so we're also divided. So we have the designers, we have like the builders, and there is constantly a dialogue between us. And so even as we're working on this project, there is this dialogue of like the architects want to preserve this. We want to make this design decision. The builders are like that's going to take us a whole week. Like really? Like just to do that? Like that's a lot of time. We're like, yeah, and like it's like back and forth back and forth sometimes they win sometimes we win and so it's like constantly there is like that learning experience and every project that we take on we're just learning and learning and learning and like i'm i'm gaining more and more skills like i'm learning all these new things maybe and it's a constant like shifting right maybe it's like sometimes i'm 55% idealistic i'm 45% pragmatist and then i'm switching 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 and yeah so it's like Yeah, there is always like that bouncing back and forth. So there is that emotional takeaway. At the end of the day, the result was like 
again like a really unique product like if you go around LA like in that area like you would not find a house like that because everybody's so profit driven everyone is all about efficiency and trying to do this for the sake of money or like other things but for us it was really like we just wanted to put out a good product and um like we really 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 wanted to preserve this and we really wanted to see what we can bring to that it was a challenge I love challenges. I, I love challenges. So maybe that's where we should have started. Like the fact that it feels like a challenge to me. What drives your studio's exploration of identity and design? I guess it's more about like thoughtful design, right? Um, what what really we want to achieve within our space is that we want to achieve a space that is not just built to last. But built to evolve and it sounds really abstract but what that actually means is that we like we are projecting growth so we basically want to create something that's not just it's not just like okay this is it this is for you and like we're done but we're thinking about your future how are you going to grow with it and that's really important to us like i've heard of so many stories of like designers just doing what they they're amazing designers amazing and like they just want to do what they want to do they don't care about their clients they're like i want to do i this is my vision i see it this way the clients are like i don't really i'm not comfortable i don't see it that way but then they're like insistent they're like no it has to be like that this is like i'm your designer it should be like that but that's not how we work like it really isn't like i would not be happy as a designer like that like i want them to feel a connection to the space and if they feel a connection to the space and we're designing for that future then will they be able to grow with that space it's like they are a part they're a part of the space as much as we are uh, you have the expression the only way is up what does it mean exactly that that exactly it means that. that's that yeah okay. yeah mm. yeah yeah i like um so it's like it, it means that like you know the journey is always up that like we are not comfortable with being stagnant we're not comfortable with being like just staying still like we're always learning we're always bettering ourselves whether it's spaces we want to evolve or as human beings like we just want to evolve 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 and be better versions of ourselves but that doesn't mean that we are not failing you know but what really is the definition of failing anyway right i don't truly believe in failure at all i think failure is a projection of you like so if you accept that as a failure then it's a failure because whether you like it or not like life is going to bring you hurdles life will bring you good and bad things like and for but you get to decide if it's a bad thing or a good thing like what kind of lesson do you want to make out of it whether you is is like when you as you're walking like things are going to happen things are just going to happen sometimes it's easy so sometimes you're walking and then apple falls in front of you and it falls right in front of you so you can pick it up and eat it sometimes it falls on your head and then you get hurt so what are you going to do about that right are you going to see it as a failure or are you going to make it a life lesson So with that like I don't believe in 
I don't believe in the term failures at all. I'm digressing, but I don't believe in the term failures at all. But I do believe that you can choose to live a life that is always upward. Is that the key or the most important thing that sets your studio apart from other architecture and, and design firms? Or is are there any other things? I think definitely the thoughtfulness um, and thoughtfulness in everything that I just said to you, right? Thoughtfulness in like that we always consider you and stuff like that. And um, But at the same time, we're very intentional and we're very purposeful in what we do. And we like so much such that we took it on to every single level, like that we started doing design. And then from doing design, we wanted so much to do it in the way that we would say we would do it. Like we wanted to build it in the way that we wanted, like we, we want to really embody thoughtful design that we had to, we were like, it's not good enough that it's not us building it, that we started a construction company and we wanted to train our own people to be able to do things exactly the way we want it. And then from there, like now we have design, we have construction. And then we're also like, okay, but it's not good enough. We need like, to be able to replicate this furniture, like all our home goods and stuff have to be done in the way that we want it to be, which is this like ultra thoughtfulness and always catering to the needs of our inhabitants, right? Like they are part of the DNA of what the end result of the design is going to be like. You probably have some takeaways to entrepreneurs, to all the entrepreneurs uh, that are just starting with their journey and listening to you. Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of advice. I'm going to give like abstract and like very like like actual tangible things that you can do. So, I think my biggest like abstract advice is like you have to see yourself as a captain. So, you have to be relentless and unmoving about what you believe in. First, you need to know yourself and you need to know exactly that that's your passion. Right. Because if not, it's going to be really difficult. And you have to really be the person that's like 1001%. Like you, you have tunnel vision. And that is like to you, like it's, it's like it's your passion and you're going to fight for it towards the end. Because I'm not going to tell you the number of times that like every day along the way, someone's going to tell you that it's not right. Like someone's going to be skeptical. Someone's going to try to tear you down. And if you are not, if you're susceptible to that, then you're going to fall off, right? So that's my number one thing. And then um, my more, more tangible advice is to really take care of yourself. Really, really take care of yourself. Because like, I think that um, you as a person is very, very important in order to execute all of this. So I think you really need to take care of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And um, there are things that have tremendously helped me And that's physical exercise, that's meditation. And um, all of these things are just, it's, it's, it's just so, it's so important. What projects are you working on that we can look forward to? Right now, um, we're starting our home goods line. 
And the like, it, it actually is a very cute story. So it started because, um, so with our design team, what I like to do with them is that I like to like do activities outside of architecture together. And so what we used to do was this thing called family dinner. And so on Fridays, we would just cook together. We cook together in our office. Everybody will have different roles. So someone will be cutting vegetables. Someone will be like, yeah, everyone will have different roles. And then we'll enjoy a meal together. We'll just cook and we enjoy a meal together. And we will invite friends. We'll invite a lot of other people. We'll just have fun on Friday. So Friday, we finish work about 5 p.m. We go grocery shopping. We just buy stuff together. And so these are little things that I like to do with them. So one day um, I decided to like sign us up, all of us, for a ceramic studio membership. And so there was a there was a studio there was a ceramic studio close by from our office. And I said, you know what? I'm going to sign us up, and we now have a membership. We can go in and out anytime. We can take classes anytime. So my team, being like the design, like the incredible designers that they are, and like how much they really love learning. They just started going for like after work every day, they would just go and they just started making things and they started getting really, really good at it. And then um, like, so I work um, at this like long table, this long table in my office. And so I was sitting down and I, I that's my workspace. It's like a kitchen counter. It's very big. It's very long. And so I always just sit there and I work. And one day, my entire table was all ceramics everywhere, just ceramics because they would keep making these things and they just put them everywhere. And I was so angry, right? I was so frustrated. I was like, oh, there's just so much. I can't work. Like I can see ceramics everywhere. And so I went on my Instagram and I started posting and I was like, can somebody collect this from me? Like, I don't want this. Like they just keep making stuff. And then People were, were so interested. They're like, these are so beautiful. Like, can we buy it? And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And I thought it was a fun thing for them, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to start an account for the office and I'll just see how much we can get. And maybe we can buy a pizza or something. We can buy something. And so I started selling these ceramics. And then they saw that as a challenge too. So they started making, making, making and got better, better, better. And then our clients started to, come and ask like oh uh, can you make for me like you're always buying interior like you're always buying like furniture for us like ceramics and stuff why can't you just make it we're like oh yeah yeah actually we can you're right and so we just started making and making and selling and then we started like getting all these like we were so lucky for some reason we got like these big brands that like asked to work together and then one like just like fast forward not even a year later and like so we're basically starting our own line and that's like where I'm in the middle of right now and I'm we're trying to launch our own line and so it's like uh it's like being in a startup all over again I feel like I'm starting uh, my company all over again where I'm like working on the branding the marketing and I'm trying to bring in all these people and yeah, but it's very exciting and I'm very happy and I really like how it organically started from all of them. And they all have a piece in this, you know, so it's like, it's just, yeah, it's just like a really, hopefully very beautiful story. For anybody listening who wants to know more about our work, you can follow us on Instagram at O-W-I-U Designs. 
Instagram.com. And、um, if you want to follow me, it's Amanda GNWN. 21st Century Entrepreneurship with Martin Piskorik.